Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We are live. It is 10 o'clock Eastern. We're ready for your phone calls starting at um, 877-38. I'm sorry, seven. Uh, I'll get this right. Um, 877-3. <laughs> Let's do this one more time, folks. 877-619-3899. I'm a little too excited. Uh, make your phone calls now. Start dialing now. Um, we're going to get it lined up and take your phone calls here in about 10 minutes. But first, we wanted to get into, um, well, some insights on to, to who's making the news and, and, and what they've done in the past. We've, we've seen over the last few weeks uh, what Bragg uh, has been saying and what Bragg has been doing and the indictment, potential indictment against Trump and how it's wavered, how it's waffled, um, because it's a do anything to get Trump. That's what it's all about. If you want to get Trump, the way that you do it is you just put lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit on him. And um, that's what we've seen so far. It's okay for them to do, but uh, it's not okay for Trump to return the favor. We'll get into that here in just a moment. If you know um, if you know about Letitia James, she is the uh, New York Attorney General. Um, and just when you thought that um, we were we were being able to put COVID and COVID restrictions behind us, um, put it behind us and put it in our rearview mirror, um, here comes Letitia James. Um, and what she's done, <laughs> let me read this. New York AG Letitia James appeals court ruling blocking people from being forced into quarantine isolation. You see, she wanted to have uh, the ability for the state to be able to uh, lock you up just because you may have caught something. You didn't have to be diagnosed. You just may have it. You may have it. And, and to, to make it safe for everybody else, we're going to lock you up. That was ruled unconstitutional by the New York State Supreme Court. They said, nope, you can't do that. So Letitia James, as soon as she found out, her office filed to be able to do um, to, to, to bring it back up. And, and uh, they wanted to appeal it. And they, they just made it. That was back last year. The filing deadline to, to, to extend this and to get it reheard by the Supreme Court was March 13th. So what did Letitia James and, and her group do? Well, they, in, a, in, in coordination with Kathy Hochul, the governor, they went back to the courts and appealed it because they want the power to lock you up indefinitely. I read from Fox News here. Far-left Democrat New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed an appeal against a ruling by the state Supreme Court preventing the state government from forcing people into quarantine and isolation if they were exposed or infected with a contagious communicable diseases, according to multiple reports. New York's Rule 2.13, or Isolation and Quarantine Procedures, was originally adopted in February of 2022 and enabled New York's Commissioner of Health to direct local health authorities to issue isolation and or quarantine orders to all such persons as the State Commissioner of Health shall determine appropriate in order to control the potential spread of a highly contagious communicable, communicable disease. It also allowed any such isolation to be at home or such other residential or temporary housing location determined appropriate by the commissioner. That's far too much power in one person's hands to be able to uproot and stop someone's life and their livelihood simply because they don't feel safe with them around. It's not like typhoid Mary, right, where you knew that she had it. You knew that she was passing it on, and so they quarantined her for the majority of her life because she wouldn't stop spreading the disease, and there was no cure at the time. So they locked her up for years, unconstitutional. They're, they're trying to do the same thing in New York. Letitia James and Kathy Hochul are trying to get that power back in their hands. They want the power to lock you up under quarantine or isolation. And listen, for those of you who say, well, that's necessary. We need to have that capability. We already have that capability. This is a different ruling. This allows them to indefinitely lock you up at home. House arrest. You, you can't go to a judge. You, you can't, uh, you're not offered due process. There's nobody to get a second opinion from. Once the health commissioner says you're done or the office says you're done, you're screwed. That's unconstitutional. We need to have the ability to go to judges, get in front of an attorney, 
uh, talk about our case and say, well, listen, I I don't have it. I, I had the sniffles two weeks ago, but I'm not sick. I'm not a threat to the public. We learned all of these issues and we learned how the we learned about all these issues and we learned how these leaders and I use that term loosely. How they play fast and loose with the rules, not to benefit you, but to benefit them. Story goes on. The rule was struck down in July 2022 by the state Supreme Court after a number of Republican state lawmakers, as well as personal freedom advocacy group Uniting New York uh, NYS, filed a lawsuit challenging whether the rule was constitutional on the grounds that it violated separation of powers within New York's branches of government. James's office, supported by Democrat Governor uh, Kathy Hochul, immediately filed a notice to appeal following the ruling and officially filed the full appeal months later on March 13th, just a few days ago. That was the deadline to file. They waited for months to get there. Months. Following the appeal, the three Republican lawmakers who filed the initial lawsuit leading to the rule being struck down, State Senator George Borello, Assemblyman Chris Tagg, and now Representative Michael Lawler, blasted James over what they continued to argue was an unconstitutional action. Quote, It is disappointing, but not a surprise, that state officials have chosen to pursue an appeal of Judge Plotz's ruling declaring Rule 2.13 unconstitutional and null and void, end quote, Borello said in a statement. Quote, Their actions are an egregious waste of taxpayer dollars and an attempt to defend an indefensible policy, end quote. Lawler echoed echoed that sentiment in his own statement, arguing the case had been on solid ground from the beginning and that the authoritarian-style procedures would have been unimaginable just a few short years ago. Think about that. Think about what's happening here. We've got Letitia James, who is wanting to put the power that we learned was too much, the power of COVID, that ability to lock people up, take them out of their job, force them to wear masks, or even force them to take medications. Well, the Supreme Court said part of that was unconstitutional and you couldn't do it anymore. What's interesting (laughs) is that James and the left, they think that they've got this all handled. They think that they've got it. They fully understand what's going on here. And they're going to continue to push because they think they're in the right. Uh, these people think that they have this authority and that, that what they're doing is in your best interest. And if, and if you don't obey, if you don't heed their warnings, if you don't follow their instructions, you're the problem. You're the one that gets locked up. So here's what Letitia James did for the people of New York. You ready? In 2022, at the end of the year, she wrote up a year in review and issued it to the people of New York uh, as a public uh, statement. This is from uh, her uh, attorney general website. Message from Attorney General Letitia James. Now, I want you to listen closely how she's promoting everything that she's doing here. The challenges that New Yorkers faced in 2022 were as diverse as the people of this great state. In the midst of a challenging year, I continued, you're going to hear about a lot of eyes in here. I continued doing the work that New Yorkers reelected me to do in November. I stood up to powerful people and institutions on behalf of the vulnerable. My office kept people safe by dismantling crime rings. The people of New York have got a problem with crime right now. They're, they're not too, too crazy about the way she's handling this. But she goes on. She, she, she busted up crime rings that flood our streets with illegal guns and drugs. Simultaneously, we defended our state's common sense gun laws from attacks by the gun lobby who sought to eliminate tools. We need to end gun violence so they might pad their profits. Um, you see, what this is, not, this is not speaking to the people of New York. This is speaking to the leftist mob. Because those that are pro-gun, they don't want to hear about what she's doing, going after their weapons, making it easier for anti-gun groups to be able to do what they do and harder for an American citizen to exercise their constitutional right. The letter goes on. We fought to preserve reproductive rights from assaults by the U.S. Supreme Court. An assault by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Let me remind you, she's an attorney first. She's a state AG, and she's saying that the Supreme Court the decision that they made that abortions being approved at the federal level is unconstitutional. The, the state, uh, the governor, or the government rather, the federal government does not have the authority to do that. The, the federal government back in the 70s overstepped its boundaries, overstepped its authority. And today's Supreme Court pulled that back. Of course, she didn't mention that in. Didn't mention that at all. We fought to preserve reproductive rights from assaults by the U.S. Supreme Court and regressive lawmakers. 
in other states. Those, those regressive lawmakers that seem to think that the human life, human life is, is more important than convenience, that being able to, to kill a, a child, an unborn child, well, that's a bridge too far for so many people. Of course, to her, it's an assault because, well, I may have a problem, and, and, and the, the best way to get it solved is to kill it. It, it, it amazes me that if you, <laughs> if you committed these same crimes against a person on the outside of the womb, it's assault at first and then homicide. But if it's on the inside of a woman's stomach, if it's on the inside of her belly, in this, this encasement that protects the child from any harm, the mother allows a doctor to go up through her hoo-ha and rip the baby apart and then suck it out. She, she's okay with that. Letitia G- James is, is okay with that action. They want to be able to safely and legally access abortion care. That's what she's advocating for, is the killing of fellow human beings because they're an inconvenience, not the right time. It's important to know who these people are and what they're doing and what they're saying and what they're fighting for. We've been asleep too long at the wheel. We've been sitting here for years not doing anything, complaining about stuff that really doesn't matter. Well, the stuff that really does matter is getting uh, is flying underneath the radar. It's time that we start standing up. It's time that we start educating ourselves on a daily basis as to what these people are doing. And if you don't do that, if you don't educate yourself and take the time, they're going to take all your rights. They're, they're going to make it so they, in this case, Letitia James wants to be able to lock you up if you've got the sniffles. We went through that in 2020 and 2021. I thought we'd learned from those lessons. We do not want anyone at any level telling us what we have to do with our bodies. Well, Kramer, what what, what were you saying about abortion? That child is not a part of that woman's body. Medically, it's outside the woman's body. It's not in there with the organs. It's a special place where only children are created. And it's not a clump of cells. Cancer, that's a clump of cells. Cancer didn't grow up at some point and become the, the starting quarterback for the high school team. Clump of cells don't cure cancer. Clump of cells, like a scab on your elbow, that's a clump of cells. Have you ever seen a scab turn into anything else? It doesn't happen. So this argument that it's just a clump of cells and that we should allow women to do this, no. That's a human life. You see, the scab has no potential of ever becoming a human. Every embryo, every fetus has the potential of being a human being. And what I mean by that is an adult human being has the potential. It's always a human being. It never stopped being a human being. What what do you call a child when when it's first born? You call it a newborn, right? And then you get into toddler. And then you get into the different stages of adolescence. You get to a teenager, young adult. Uh, octogenarian. You get all of these names for all the phases of a child's life, of a human's life. That starts in the womb. It's just a name. That's all it is. It's just a name. We give it a name so we know what stage or of development that, that that fetus is, what that child is. So when you say that it's a fetus, well, it's a fetus. It's not a human. The term fetus is a clinical name for a gestating human. I, I, I don't know. You can give all these excuses, but nothing else on your body has the potential of turning into a human being like an actual human being does. Clumps of cells don't do that. Letter goes on. We looked after New Yorkers' wallets by taking, uh, taking on dishonest corporations, tech companies, scammers, and predatory lenders that used deceitful practices to steal hard-earned money. Now, there's a reason why I'm going through all of this. you got to stick with me here. We stood, up to work, we stood up for workers being taken advantage of by their employers and continued standing shoulder-to-shoulder with workers on the picket line demanding fair pay and benefits. We defended tenants who preserved, uh, preserved affordable ho- housing by ensuring that bad actors who financially exploit or maintain unsafe living conditions for residents are held accountable. We, that's all good stuff. I'm good with that. We crack down on institutions that target society's most vulnerable residents, including nursing home operators that subjected senior citizens to inhumane living conditions. Didn't New York, 
didn't New York State have an issue? Didn't they have an issue with their their nursing homes and COVID? So they're going to crack down on all these institutions, but they're not going to hold, hold themselves accountable for the deaths that happened in these nursing homes throughout 2020 and 2021. It gets better. We combated the opioid epidemic by securing up to $1.1 billion from big pharma companies and pharmacies for their role in this ongoing crisis. Our hard-fought efforts brought the total amount that my office has secured to combat the opioid crisis in New York State to more than $2.6 billion. Awesome. The state got a lot of money. Now, you'll notice that in none of the things that she's saying that she fought for, she's not listing the success factor. She's telling them what they want to hear, but she's not telling them the success factor. I did these things, and this is how it worked out. She's not saying that. She's just telling you what she promised to do. She's telling you the actions she's taken. She's not letting you know if they're successful or not. And, this is interesting, and my office took on powerful individuals who think the law does not apply to them. We held Pharma Bro, uh, Pharma Bro Martin Scarelli, accountable for running an illegal drug monopoly that raised the price of a life-saving HIV drug by 4,000% in a single day. Mm-hmm. It's his, it's, it's his company, right? He has the right to do that. I, isn't that what you were saying about these, these social media companies, that they, they have the right to censor you? It's their company. It's their platform. If he wants to charge 4,000 uh, 4, times more for a drug and he can get away with it, it sucks. But this is America. I, I know I, people do not like to hear this, but this is the truth. Because think about it: if the if, if the shoe was on the other foot, um, I don't agree with what he did. I think it's sickening what he did, but it's legal. I, I can charge whatever I want. You don't have to buy it. Well, I I need that to live. It's tough. That's why we've got to look at other issues. We'll get into that here later. Scarelli accountable for running an illegal drug monopoly that raised the price of a life-saving HIV drug by 4,000% in a single day. Yeah, they were upset about that. Now, here's the interesting part. We indicted Steve Bannon for allegedly, allegedly, not for running. She put, she put the legalese in there because she knows that she's got a hard battle here. For allegedly running a sham organization that defrauded millions of dollars from donors. And we sued former President Trump and the Trump Organization for years of financial fraud that enriched himself and his family while cheating lenders, insurers, the government, and the public. Those are a lot of big statements. And what happened with that? Do you remember what happened? Nothing happened to Trump. He had some people on his staff that they said that they had issues. They had broken the law. They were willing to step back and, and, and get punished for it, go to jail. But it didn't touch Trump because, well, Trump didn't do it. You see, these organizations like, like Trump Organization, or let's say the NFL. NFL is a great example. Uh, the NFL is so big that somebody at a mid-level position could, could make a, a real mistake. And do you, do you blame it on all the guys at the top? The only time that you, you blame it on the people at the top is, is, <laughs> is when they when they are culpable. I mean, when they've actually had a line of action connected to the sin of the crime that we're talking about. I used to say along, I've, I've said for years, people would get upset with Obama, upset with Clinton. And I would say, well, he got to be honest about this shit. Yeah, I, I know that this guy did this and that guy did this, but it's a big machine. The government machine's huge. So you can't stick Obama or Trump or Clinton, you can't target the guy at the top for the people down below them that, that are idiots. Now, if they, if they build a culture of that, uh, that's a different deal. But when you've got a Secret Service agent that, that goes out and gets with a hooker, I can guarantee you that Obama had no idea, Jimmy Carter had no idea, Bush had no idea, Reagan, they don't know what's going on with their staff once they've, they've done their job for the day, especially when they're overseas. That was a big hullabaloo a few years ago during Obama, if you remember that. A bunch of the Secret Service agents got busted for, for hiring hookers. 
It was legal in the country they were in. They exercised that right. And then it came back to the U.S. and people's all upset about it. Well, the problem is, is that it's a, it's legal. And either you've got to say, hey, listen, you, 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 can't, you can't do as Romans do when you're in Rome um, because the media will come back and get you. I, I am I am in a in a weird mood tonight. I cannot wait to get to the phone calls. Uh, get your phones ready, because because this right here is pissing me off. Through these countless other acts, through these and countless other actions, my office made communities safer. That's debatable. Um, collected over one point five billion dollars on behalf of New Yorkers and protected uh, people's fundamental rights. Now here's the here's the quote that I've been trying to get to the entire night. This is why I'm so upset. In doing so, I am also proud to say that my office took an unyielding stance on an undying principle. No one, no one is above the law. We cannot have two legal systems in this country. Interesting. You hear the Democrats say this all the time. They went to the Senate floor. They went to the House floor. They screamed it from mountaintops. No one's above the law. And they're always referring to Trump, the people that they don't like. They're, they're always referring to, to, to them. They're not referring to Ghislaine Maxwell. They're not referring to Epstein. No, those are the people that hang around in their, their social circles. So, no, that, that's, that's perfect. What, what, what they're doing is fine. It's that Trump guy. Or it's, it's you people who want to stand up for your rights. No, she's been very clear that she doesn't think that there's anybody above the law except for her former aide. You ever heard of Ibrahim Khan? Yeah. Khan's got a problem on his hands. Trump drops lawsuit. I'm sorry, let me go let me go back over here. We'll get to that one here in a moment. X-8 sues New York AG Letitia James over alleged sexual harassment cover-up. Seems some people are above the law. A former aide sued New York Attorney General Letitia James Thursday for allegedly covering up sexual harassment and assault by her ex-chief of staff, Ibrahim Khan, who struck his, uh, who, quote, stuck his tongue down, end quote, the victim's throat, new court papers say. Sophia Quintanar, 23, alleges that Khan, who resigned after being slapped with multiple sexual harassment complaints, forcibly shoved his tongue down her throat at a political fundraiser in Brooklyn on November 17, 2021. She accuses the AG's office of covering up the allegations against Khan, James' chief of staff, for 10 years. It's good to be the king. And if you can't be the king, it's good to be the AG. You can give your, your friends and your neighbors plenty of cover, plenty of room, that's exactly what happened. Sophia accuses the AG's office of covering up allegations against Khan, James' chief of staff, for 10 years and making misleading statements to the press that he was on vacation or with a sick relative when he was actually suspended for two months pending an investigation into the claims. Folks, this is what we have going on across the country. Everywhere that we're going, we've got this problem. Every community, we've got corruption across the board, everywhere. We're seeing what's going on with Trump on all of these cases, but not just Trump. Let's look at what's going on with the J6 detainees. What happened to them? Where are they? They're not getting their, their day in, in court. They're not getting a speedy trial. In fact, we just learned that the prosecutors have been withholding evidence. Uh, withholding evidence. I want to know what you have to say about this. How do you feel about this? Give me a call now at 877-619-3899. The number is 877-619-3899. And while I'm waiting for you guys to call in, we're going to hear from Tusk, our sponsor. Welcome back to the show. My name is Kramer. Kramer Says Podcast. We are live on TikTok. Oh, not TikTok. We're live on TikTok, but Rumble, Twitter, and YouTube. We're also live here. So if you want to join us, you can. Uh, let me get this. Actually, I got to get this plugged in. Let's see where this is going. This way people on TikTok can actually hear what we're saying. There we go. Okay, so we're now live. You want to join us? You can join us. You can hear everything that I'm hearing. Um, 
The phone lines are open. Give us a call at 877-619-3899. Do you, do you, are you tired of being told on a daily basis that what you've seen over the last few years, what you know to be truth, what you know to be fact, that no, it's not fact. That's, that's not actually how things work. And that um, y- you need to stop what you're doing and, and pay attention. To, to the powers that be and listen to them because they know better. Aren't you, aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of being told that what you've seen over the last two to three years is, is that it's all based on lies and that it's, it's, it's not you? You're crazy. What, what, what you saw is not what you saw. It's, it's not what you saw. You're not going to trust your own eyes, are you? You're not going to trust your own experience. No, take our word for it. Almost three years of this now. And every time we get close to solving a problem or getting to the bottom of something, they change the definition and move on and say, well, you're crazy. That worked. No, it didn't. It didn't work. You changed the definition of what work meant. You changed the definition of what, <laughs> what it was supposed to do. We're not in a recession. Well, I think we are by definition. No, no, we changed the definition. America, for, for you to understand what happens next, for you to wrap your head around where we're going and where this gets us, you've got to really <laughs> um, start considering that we are in the final days of Rome. If you know your history, if you know your facts, the final days of Rome, anything went. Circus and bread and games, and that's all they wanted. Just give the people circus and games. We've done that for 20 years. We've had the circus and games for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And now we're paying the price for that. We're paying the price for that because the people that we expected to go take care of business for us in Washington, D.C. and our state capitals, they haven't done that. They've enriched themselves. They've enriched their families. And they've, they've taken advantage of our kindness and our willingness to, to live our own lives and, and not pay attention to what they're doing. They took advantage of that. Now, when we start wanting to look into things, being citizens, what do they do? Well, they tell us very, very quickly um, that we're a threat to democracy, to our nation, to people in our community, just because we want answers. We just want to know what happened. And not just with the election of 2020. Tons of stuff. In the last few, in the last few years, uh, in particular with what happened with COVID, and we saw what the pharmacies or the, the pharmaceutical companies were doing, where they, they wanted to hide the information about the effectiveness of drugs, the efficacy of drugs, uh, the, the harm, potential harm. They wanted to hide that stuff for, for 50, 60, 70 years. That can't happen, folks. Not in a free country, not in a free nation. That's, a, that's unacceptable. It, it can't happen. You can't allow it to happen. Why? Well, it's simple. Because that's too much time to hide a bunch of shit that people have done that they don't want you knowing. For example, let's take a look at, um, <laughs> let's ta- let's take a look at the Kennedy assassination. Do you recall that just a few weeks ago we learned that our FBI and CIA played a pivotal role in the assassination of a sitting president. That information was released because it had to be because we've been waiting 70 years for it or 60 years for it. They finally let it go. They they finally let it, let it out. And nobody said anything about it. The media didn't pick it up. The, The pundits didn't pick it up. Nobody wants to talk about it. They want the same exact thing that happened with Kennedy to happen with what's gone on in the last two years. They want to sweep it underneath the rug and just move on. I can't do it. Because in my mind, if a group of people have the power, the ability to assassinate a sitting president in the middle of the day and get away with it, what's to stop them from doing anything else? Like selling us down the river, rigging an election. Did it happen? I don't know. They won't let us look. Because every time we ask to look, it's a threat. We're seen as the threat. The people who want to get to the bottom of what actually happened, we're the threat. We're the problem. Not the people in power. Not the people who won't let us have access to this information. It's us. 
Imagine if the tables were turned and, and, and you go to the bank and you give $1,000 to the bank and, and, and the bank says, okay, thanks. And you go, well, can, can, I, can I get a receipt? I, I kind of like to, to get a receipt if you don't mind. No, 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 trust us. We got it. We saw your thousand bucks. It's in there. Don't worry about it. That's the problem that we're currently, that's the problem that we're, we're, we're currently working with in this country. The bank will not allow us to see what they've got in the bank. We're the threat, if we ask. We're the problem. Call me now. Phone lines are open, 877-619-3899, 877-619-3899. I'd love to talk to you, get your voice on the air, and let's have a conversation about what's happening in our country. Uh, listen, I have Democrat friends uh, that, that are great friends of mine, great buddies of mine, been in my life 30, 40 years. They're not going anywhere. They vote differently than I do, but I'm not dumping them because we're friends. That's what friends do. They have disagreements. We don't agree on everything. We go out to dinner. We don't order the same fucking thing. That doesn't mean that I think that they're evil. That doesn't mean I, I, I don't want to get along with them. No, we, start having, we have to start having these conversations. We need to ha start having these conversations. If we don't have these conversations, if we don't ha start having them, we're going to have the problems that we're seeing in these other nations across the planet. You're live on Kramer Says. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Timmy from Denver, Colorado. Okay, Denver, what's up? What's on your mind? Yeah, I just uh, just wanted to uh, mention that um, I know what your stance might be on on Trump, but uh, I really do feel like there's a lot of political theater going on on all sides. And today with the TikTok hearings, we could see that the left and the right of government is totally bought and paid for because, you know, you question someone, you should give them some time to answer a question. And well, I don't agree really with you there. I, I'm, I'm going to ju jump in on you there. Uh, I don't agree with that. <clears throat> no, no, that's not what these hearings are for. And it must be the first time you've ever watched a hearing. Is today was the first time you've ever watched a oh, hearing? Oh, no, no. I've, 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 seen, I've seen hearings before. Okay. But, I mean, you're looking at a lot of these people that have no actual knowledge of TikTok well, or they're actually oh, oh, using TikTok. You're, you're right. There were some that were idiots. There were some that were idiots. Uh, here, here's the thing that I, that I have is that when you ask somebody in a congressional hearing, yes or no, did your organization do this or does your organization do this, and they want to go off and um, do a 20-minute you know, um, speech to a yes or no question, uh, there's, a, there's a, some point to get to the bottom, you've got to get yes or no. Right, oh, black I or white, right? and a lot. So, so, so they. Enough of our own politicians do the same thing, though. They can't answer a question. The left, the right. You ask them a question, they don't even know how to answer a yes or no question. That's true. That's true. But they're not. Behind, they're not being questioned. You see my point? But I mean, if they're going to set the precedent, no, there's like, no precedent. Hey, that, that's not. You're not understanding. You're not understanding what, what, where it's coming from. They are questioning these people because they've been brought in front of them to answer questions for the American people. Okay. The politician has nothing to do with it. They are just the instrument of getting information from the people in front of them to the American people. That's it. That's that's their role. But are they trying? But are they trying to get information because they're trying to, uh, you know, make it safe for people? Or are they trying to get information because they're trying to, you know, fulfill their own agenda? And that's a monetary well, agenda. Th that's a different subject. That that's a different subject altogether. Uh, to to answer your question, you're absolutely right. It, 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 they do have an agenda. And they're getting pressure from from the big boys, Meta, uh, Twitter, and the other social media platforms, uh, and not just social media platforms. I don't know if you know what TikTok has done, but TikTok has really taken over uh, media uh, completely. Oh yeah. Uh, and what they I mean have. by that is, is that Google is seeing a huge <clears throat> impact because of the TikTok's being used as a search engine now, oddly. Uh, but the advertising dollars, right? Those, they, they made $10 billion last year. That's $10 billion in advertising revenue that left the United States and went out of the country, right? Uh, the third thing, and this is the, probably the most important thing, um, and to get back to our point, because I think it's important to, to, to focus on what you were talking about initially, is that we have to know, as the American people, if this entity that has such an impact, not only on our culture, but our teens, are they, are they managing that with uh, an ideology or an agenda that is counter to, to the American experiment? I, I'd say yes, we've seen that, that TikTok is the heaviest censor uh, of all social media platforms. There's no process to get back on. Uh, I, I'm on my 81st account. 
So exactly, I've noticed. I've witnessed that. So, I so concur. I'm not. I'm not a fan of TikTok. Right. What I saw today. What I saw today was, uh, to your point, was a number of congressional members that have no technical expertise. They don't know the real answer because they don't have any knowledge of the product. Does that make sense? Would you Would you say that's fair? Oh, definitely. And I also say that there is a, a high abundant amount of uh, hypocrisy going on because they're trying to save us from, you know, another nation getting our information when they sell our, our information. And of course, well, they're, yeah, I, see, they're, again, they're I, getting not, our information from all platforms. I, I'm, I'm a devil's advocate in this situation <clears throat> because I see both sides of it. Um, would, would we have allowed Germany in 1938 to have a social media platform? that drove the, the narrative of our culture? Would we have allowed that back in 1938 to allow another nation to influence our children and the thinking and the culture? Would we have allowed that? I don't believe, I don't believe so, no. No, we no. wouldn't have. That's why these other companies, Facebook, well, Meta, we'll just call it Meta, Meta, Twitter, and so on, they're U.S.-owned companies. They have over, you know, the, the, the government can Come in and take them over if they want. I don't think they would, but they can. They have oversight, I guess, is the best way to put it. They don't have oversight over China. But, you know, but hasn't that already happened? I mean, hasn't Facebook and, I mean, the whole meta universe, hasn't that already been proven that they basically are working with the government and they basically do what the oh, government says? They want to take down information. They do it. They can't do that with TikTok. But they say TikTok is reporting to the, com- to the Communist Party and well, then the Here's our social media platforms are reporting to our government, who obviously are in it for the money. They're not in it to save any of us or to protect our kids. When they can't well, yeah, even that, protect our kids, that's the straw man and, argument, right? That's what they That's the excuse they're using to get rid of Facebook and Twitter's competition. That's the excuse right. they're using, right? But, but I see it from a national security standpoint: is that you cannot allow a foreign government regardless of what they're saying about what the product is and who owns it and who manages it and who's making the calls, you cannot allow a foreign government to be in control of a product that has 150 million of your half the population of your country um, giving them personal data on a daily basis. You can't have it. You can't allow it. So I, I, understand, what, I understand what you're saying, but my point is, is that the, the, the one thing that they should have really hammered was not was not the bullshit stuff because I watched it. It it was it was laughable, right? They should have asked. It was. Well, they, <laughs> yeah. they should they they should have asked questions that were were more in line with what you and I want. And and they weren't. They were asking, well, what's your profit? What, what how much profit did you make last year? What percentage of profit did you have? Well, I don't need to know that. Do you need to know that? Facebook no. might like that. No, not at all. Twitter might like that information, right? Um, I, I think it's I, I think that what people have to look at is that this attack that what's going on, there are two things going on at the same time, and they're not being marketed very correctly by the people in Congress. Um, TikTok poses a huge threat to the people of America because of what it who owns it and what they can do with that information. Now they're saying that they don't they don't store our biometric information. They're saying that they don't they don't say, uh, save our vocal uh, information. They're saying that they don't track our faces. And okay, China also said that 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 COVID was caused by a bat. So I don't trust well, them. And, but doesn't that also? I mean, don't you find that kind of funny that our government and our government scientists and like NIH and everything were working with. China sharing technology, you know, with you right. know, basically gain of function and so forth. So it's like, okay, if we also see that China basically owns a lot of property in America and, and we're in debt to them as a country, it's like, that's a little weird. You know, they make mostly everything that we can imagine that we can't even make here. So it's like, why are we, <laughs> we trying to incite that? Yeah, but I mean, well, obviously we're not because it's it used cheaper. to be really cheap. Right. It's not, but it's not it's not going to be anymore. Now, and that's obviously a topic that can go on and on. I, I want to mention this to get your take on this. I, I find you to be a very intelligent, open-minded man. Now, everyone that I've seen on TikTok so far that's talking about this is in outrage. They're they're in disbelief. They're thinking, "Oh my God, we our government is showing us, you know, how 
moronic they can be and how they don't know what's going on. And yeah, maybe they are not looking out to our interests. Can, can I stop I was, you there for uh, a second? Let, let me let me stop you. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, here's what's interesting. Um, I was on TikTok today uh, for for about two hours, and that's all I saw. What you what, what you were just talking about? That's all I saw. That's the threat that TikTok poses. Because well, they, they see a country imploding in itself. No, like, no, 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 hey, no, 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 that's not what I mean. You've got to think about okay. this. You, you've got to think about this from the standpoint of what they're doing. This product that they've put together is not for your benefit. This the TikTok is not for your benefit. It's not even to make money. It's to control conversation. So whenever I see anything on TikTok and I see a, a, a flood of new information, doesn't matter what it is. TikTok wanted that to happen. Nothing okay, happens on that platform that doesn't happen. You know, so, so hold on. You're making a really good point. So, so, so when you really start point. to see when you start to see a ton of anti-American, pro TikTok videos coming across their platform, I have to think that they're silencing the other side of it. I couldn't go make a TikTok and and take the opposite view and say that China's a threat. Right? What'll happen to that video? It won't get any views. It won't go viral. The things that are going viral today are the ones that are that are propping up. Yeah, we need TikTok. Americans need TikTok. It's about free speech. They're, they're, they're upset with their government about looking into a Chinese-owned app that censors Americans. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about things that we should, you know, keep an eye on. I'm talking about the content that I produce. Where I'm telling you no, that you, you have, a, as an American you, citizen, you have a right to these things, the, this voice. And TikTok comes and says, no, not only do you not have a right, but you specifically, you bald, fat fuck, you don't. We're going to get rid of you. That's dangerous. That's why. And that's why I think they missed the ball today. They were so interested in protecting Facebook and Twitter and the other social media platforms that they didn't pay attention to the real issue. And the real issue is the threat that these that, that TikTok poses. Imagine if um, what they were talking about today with the with these challenges. Imagine if TikTok put out a um, a series of videos um, that all of a sudden that said that this this and this is possible. And here, even on their own platform, you can't talk about it. I thought the CEO was interesting today when he says, "Well, can I say that uh, somebody killed themselves?" He censored himself like he does on TikTok. He censored himself in the middle of Congress, just like he censors us on the platform. Uh, you should have said well, unalive. You should have said unalive. I mean, it's definitely there is definitely a censorship going on on both sides. So it's like the lesser of two evils is, uh, I guess, what people are maybe thinking. But I mean, come on, where do we go from here? That's the question. And and I I think what you just said makes perfect sense. It's very dangerous what's going on. People are standing up for TikTok, even though I've, I've been on there a year and I've seen a lot of people, and me included, get bananaed for, like, nothing. Like, nothing. And right. it's like, okay, so this is really kind of, I mean, this is, there's no hate speech here. There's, there is no whatever they said, and the appeals process sucks. Well, there is no appeals process. Like that with, there well, is no the appeals process. Like, it sucks because you can't, you can't call someone. You can't nope. do anything. Like, right now, it's, it's crazy. But I, I do want to get to this because I want your opinion on this. Okay. Everyone's talking about this TikTok thing right now. But what I'm afraid of is that we keep getting these distractions. And we, I don't know what your feelings are on the fact that, you know, there's obviously lots of toxins, chemicals. Um, there's water that's dirty in America, polluted foods that our FDA is allowing all kinds of chemicals in. We're seeing that our kids are not safe when it comes to food and diet and so forth. We're obviously dealing with a lot of cancer, a lot of diabetes. And why is it that we're not protesting or trying to get the FDA and EPA and government to work for us and get all the lobby money out so that they don't <laughs> have that extra little cushion? Well, Because even if we elect someone else, it's always going to be about the lobby money and the special interest and the dark money and all this crap that even Diane Warren's like, we're corrupt and we need to get the money out, but... Maybe we'll do a bill, and then none of us will, you know, maybe four or five out of three, four hundred will vote on it. They never, ever do what we'd like them to do, which well, is get the corruption out of Washington. Well, they, they're, they're not working for us. I mean, people have, exactly. to understand, people have to understand that politicians do not work for us. They work for themselves. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm sorry, what was your first name again? Timmy. Tim. Yeah. Timmy. Okay. Um, Timmy, let me, let me ask you this. When you got up this morning, did you think to yourself, I'm going to figure out today how to make Kramer's life better? Did you think about that today? Did, is, that how, is that how you woke up? 
I didn't think that, but I thought maybe if I have a conversation with someone, maybe we can make each other's life better by having a good conversation, whether we That's agree possible. or disagree. Right, but 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 if you but, but but when you wake up in the morning, do you think to yourself, "I'm going to do everything I can today to make Tim Kramer's life better, more comfortable"? Do you think about that? Well, I didn't necessarily think that. No, no, you don't. I can guarantee you, you don't. You know how I know? Because I didn't think about it. You today. Well, everybody else. Everybody <laughs> gets up in the morning. Everybody gets up in the morning, and they they do what's best for them. They do what's best for their families. They do what best serves them first. And then in, at the end of the day, if they've got enough time left over, they may think about somebody else, right? May. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our, our politicians are no different. They're humans. So when they get up in the morning, the first thing that they do is that they, they go take their dump, they brush their teeth, do whatever they're going to do. They get a cup of coffee, they go off to work, and they're thinking about how can I do things for me? Very rarely do they get up in, in the morning and go, hey! Let's go do what's right for America. They just don't. It's human nature. They do what serves them best. Then they get to D.C., and D.C. is the, the most evil place in the face of the, face of the earth. And the reason I say I that, the reason I say that is because there's no accountability in D.C. Once you get to D.C., you're, you're, you're out from underneath the, 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 the view and the, the eyeballs of the people in your community. I, I think that going to D.C. and having our politicians in D.C., I think it's the, the worst thing we can do. I think that everyone should live in the communities that they represent. If, if you can't see Joe Manchin down at the Methodist Church on Sunday morning at church and you don't see him in the, the, the aisle shopping and you don't see his family, he doesn't represent West Virginia at that point. He represents the people in his life in D.C. And, yeah, and until I've we change that. this, until we change it, it's not going to happen, Tim. I mean, it's just not. It's, it's not going to change until, to your point, we start expecting more. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to ask you a question at the end of this. Yes, sir. What kind of special human being does it take that's going to get into Congress and, and work for the people and not have any um, – Selflessness, or have 100% selflessness and not be concerned about themselves at all, only for the people. Because that's the, that's the perfect candidate, right? That, it, it, they don't exist. So th- the way that we get the system back, to your question, is that we, we have to start being involved on a regular basis in our communities, in our politics, in our schools, at the city, at the town hall, the city, the city planning meeting, uh, the school board meeting. Uh, the, the teachers' meetings. All we've got to be involved, and it, it takes a lot of time. And people don't want to do it because they'd rather go. They'd rather go to a ball game. It's just easier, right? Let somebody else handle that. The problem is, and I've been saying this for a long time. Uh, what I'm doing, and the efforts that I've taken over the last couple of years to to be a, a, a loud voice, uh, it's not for you. It's not for your neighbor. It's not for your mom and dad. It's not for anybody in Denver. It's for me and mine. You see, you, you have to stand up for yours first. I'm not standing up and fighting for your rights. I'm, I'm standing up and fighting for mine. And, and I'm hoping, and there's not just me, there's a group of us, but we're hoping that in the event that we stand up long enough and are loud enough for long enough period, that other people will start to join us. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. There's not going to be a revolution in this country. Ain't going to happen. That's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. People keep trying to, oh, oh, 1776, not going to happen. Yeah, well, in 1776, there wasn't like every every household in America with a big screen TV. Well, not only that, but you could hold the the entire country by holding five cities. You can't. You can't overtake America by holding D.C. You can't overtake America by by holding New York or Boston or Baltimore or any of the other 13 original uh, city states that were part of the, the revolution. You can't you can't control the nation by one or two or three cities. You can't even control this country by holding a hundred cities or a thousand cities. Can't do it. It's too big. Well, what I have noticed about a lot of the uh, you know, teacher uh, PTA meetings and board meetings and so forth and whenever some of these politicians, the left and the right, are at an engagement and someone speaks out and, you know, giving them facts. It's not like they're just giving them conspiracy theories, but they're asking, you know, why are you funding a war? Why are you doing this? It's like they sit there and they always have someone to talk for them, and none of them can be held accountable even when people are speaking out. It's like you can't talk to them 
because they're all of a sudden like a Lady Gaga or some kind of high-profile superstar that like, oh, well, they can't be bothered to ask your question. But yet when it's election time, they will tell you anything and everything to get you in bed and get that vote, even though that vote's probably a joke anyway because it's probably already figured out who's going to be let go to the next level because it's a game and and a club that none of us are in. Tim, you're absolutely right. Uh, f- for those for those that have been listening to my content over the last several years, I- I've continued to say the same thing over and over and over again. Um, if-, if we want change in this nation, we can't ask the people that are currently in charge to make the change. They're not going to do it. it. It doesn't benefit them to change. There's nobody in Congress right now that wants um, the term limits. They don't want that shit. They're not going to do that. It doesn't benefit them. And they don't care about us. They've made that evidently clear. Thanks so much for the call tonight, Tim. We're going to move on to the next caller. Uh, You know, it's interesting that what we've got going on in this country, we've been here before. We just handled it differently in the past. Um, We've had this kind of problem in our nation before. And if you know your history, you know that the way that we dealt with it was, well... It was tough. It was tough love. To your point, Tim, you, you, you have to go after people. You have to hold people accountable. And you can't hold people accountable when the people that are in charge are working with each other to keep each other out of jail. Hunter Biden is a great example. Listen, I don't know what he did. I've seen his laptop, but I, I don't know the insides of in, uh, the, in, the ins and outs of every business deal that he did. I just don't. That takes investigation to do. But we're, when we're being told that looking at Hunter Biden's laptop is, again, a, a threat to the nation, right? When we're being told that while a former president is potentially being indicted for a, for a misdemeanor that they're trying to roll up into a felony, we've got problems. When we've got Letitia James covering for her former aide who, who sexually assaulted not just one woman, allegedly, but several in the office. When they refuse to do their jobs because they're protecting the people in their courts. When they refuse to do their jobs because they're they're related to the person that's being indicted or charged. When they refuse to do their jobs because they're doing what benefits them, it's time that they be pulled out of office. And that can happen in a number of different ways. Um, The revolution that I'm talking about is not a revolution of taking off into the streets. It's a revolution in our courts and in our electoral electoral systems. You want things to change? Stop electing the same motherfuckers. Well, the the devil, I'd rather, you know, stay with the devil I know than the devil I don't. Uh, You know who came up with that phrase? Politicians running for office. I, I can guarantee you that. They made you think that they're the safer bet. Even if you don't like them, they're the safer bet. Listen, uh, I, I, I know that there's a ton of people who have gone to, to school for a number of years, um, have political um, degrees, super smart, incapable of running the country. Cannot do it. They, they are incapable of running the country. They don't have what it takes to run the country. And they're trying to tell you that they do. They're trying to convince you that they do. How do I know that they don't have what it takes? Look at the situation we're currently in. Let's look at SVB. Silicon Valley Bank. Who ran that bank? Was it the janitor? Was it the, was the, the, the lady that, that uh, works in the front office? No, it was the experts. The experts got us here. That's what got us into the situation. It wasn't the, the, the hourly employees. It wasn't middle management. It was the guys at the top. They made the decisions that got us here. Same thing with what's going on with our economy and inflation and everything else. It's the experts making all the decisions. So I think it's time that we, we get people who, you know, are capable of talking to these experts in uh, layman's terms and, and being able to... Um, <laughs> um, to hold them accountable by saying, listen, what you just said is bullshit. We've got far too many nice people in politics, far too many people who want to be liked. Um, Not enough people who are willing to burn bridges to get things done for the American people, to do what's right, what's best for the American people. Both sides of the aisle. 
I know I'm a conservative, and that's that's my social media presence. I'm a conservative. That's who I am. I'm not going to deny that or try to, to, to make it less than what it is. But I'm an American first. I'm more concerned about my nation than I am my party. I'm more concerned about us as a whole than I am Trump winning the election again. I couldn't care. I couldn't care less. If, if getting back to 2019 and the way that our nation was in 2019 before all of this bullshit happened with COVID and, and we've gone down this, this road of, hey, you're going to lose everything. I'd give up Trump to get back there. Wouldn't you? To get back to normal. But that's not going to happen. The only way that we get back there is get rid of the people who got us there. You get rid of the people and you hold them accountable. To Tim's point, how does that happen? It happens by getting new people in. We've got an, a new election coming up. We've got an election in 2024. I don't have a lot of faith in it. I don't know about you. Based on what we've seen in the last two cycles, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in our electoral system anymore. I don't trust it. So is that going to solve our problem in 2024? Nope, but, but it starts, hopefully, because if we don't, we've got real problems in this country. We're, we're not going to be able to do another 2020. This nation will not withstand another 2020 election. It will not withstand it. The people will not allow it, especially with the economy doing what it's doing. With everything failing all at the same time, just like we've been saying for the last two years. Folks, I am not a dark cloud. I'm an optimist. I really am. I, but to be an optimist, you have to be a realist. And, and a realist is, if we don't change these things and make them better, then things aren't going to get any better. And we're not going to get any better with the people that are currently in place because they want things to be exactly as they are right now. The only thing they don't want is us bitching about it. They want us to be quiet. That's why they want these platforms. They want control of these platforms. Folks, over the last few months, we've learned a lot of news from the Twitter files and so on. And I think that what you've got to get your head wrapped around and start to fully understand is that if you don't start making your voices heard, and by the way, that's not going to D.C. The, the, the D.C. thing, we're, we're not going to change our nation by having a rally in D.C. The way that you change your nation is you have that rally at your capital in your state. You start talking to your legislature, uh, your legislators in your state. You start demanding that they do what they're supposed to do. And what's their job? Their only job is to protect you from the feds. That's their only job. If it's not enumerated in the Constitution, it goes to the state. It goes to the people. We have those rights. And if we don't start standing for them, we're going to lose them. And you can't stand for them in D.C. Those people don't give two fucks. You got to do it in your neighborhood. You got to do it in your community. You got to get to your legislature and you got to start talking to these politicians and telling them, I expect you to stand up and do what you say you're going to do in your commercials. You said you were going to fight for me. That's what I expect you to do. Left and right. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I'm tired of everybody getting into politics because they have an agenda. Some, I just want to get back to normal. That's my agenda. Normal, being normal, normalcy. That's what I want in America. If you don't want those things, if you want to keep going down this path, and if you want to keep kowtowing to social media platforms that silence you because they disagree, and by the way, it's not the platforms, it's the people that work at the platforms. We know right now that there are fights that happen inside TikTok about people who are getting silenced, people who are getting canceled, and employees at TikTok are fighting one another, upset with one another, because they don't want to see their, their favorite person go. There are conservatives that work at TikTok, believe it or not. There's a bunch of people, there's a ton of people on this planet, the Karens, who will try to, um, they will try to run your life as much as they can, they will try to determine what's best for you. Now, if you want to live that way, you can knock yourself out. You can live that way. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those people that allows somebody else to order my shoes for me. I, I want to feel them myself. I don't let somebody else taste my food for me. I, I do that myself. There are certain things that I want to do for myself, and I don't need any input from anybody else. We said it was going to happen when Bloomberg came out and started telling you in New York the size. Now, listen to this. Think about this. The state was telling you the size of soda. 
that you could order. And we said at the time, that's dangerous. That's a slippery slope. You don't want to go there. And where are we now? I know we're crazy. We're just conspiracy theorists. That's what they call people that are a thorn in their sides. They call you a conspiracy theorist. They say that you're the problem, that, that we're the problem. I'm not the problem. I'm looking for a goddamn solution. I want a solution. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of this. I don't want to fight with my neighbors. I don't want to have a revolution. I don't want to see war in the streets. I don't want to see what's going on in Ukraine happening here in the U.S. Do you? Then we've got to start holding our local people accountable. Stop thinking about getting a hold of your congressman and your senator. They're a lost cause. Start talking about your state senator and your state rep. Get a hold of them. They go to your local church. They shop in your local stores. You know who they are, right? And if you don't, you should. Because the reason we're in the situation that we're in is because you, the American public, would rather be on a social media platform, at a football game, at a basketball game, or doing anything other than making sure that their nation is being operated cleanly and efficiently and fairly for the people. And because you won't hold them accountable, guess what they do? Whatever the fuck they want. My message has not changed in two years. We have all the power. We have it all. It's all ours. They don't have any power. Everything in the Constitution is ours. We have all the power. It's ours. We the people. It doesn't even mention the state, the government. It doesn't give them any rights. You want freedom? You have to demand it. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to go fight for everybody's freedom. I'm going to go fight for your freedom. Nobody says they're going to get up in the morning and fight for Tim Kramer's freedom. Nobody does that. I do that. You want your freedom? You got to fight for it. That wraps it up for tonight. Thanks for joining. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. See you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.